Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Sorry, Chris, I'm whacking snakes. Oh, okay. So, forget the tagline, it's whacking day. How's that going for you, by the way? Well, I'm leading them to the center of town, which is odd because we started in the center of town. (laughs) Man, we're going to nitpick the episode already. All right. So... (laughs) Okay, yes, this is an all-time classic Simpsons episode. It's Whacking Day. Uh, tell us a little bit about this episode, Dan. Well, the general information you want to know is it's... 420, baby! That's right, episode 20 of season 4. Oh, God. <laughs> nice. It came out on April 29th, 1993. And it's Whacking Day. Indeed. Which is May 10th in the Simpsons universe, by the way. So, if any of you out there... Yeah, if any of you out there celebrate the... uh, Celebrate a birthday on May 10th or know anybody who does. Celebrate that with Whacking Day. So, let's talk a a little bit about the episode. Uh, First off, Bart's writing on the chalkboard. I will return the seeing eye dog. Which sounds less of a make him write on the chalkboard and more of a go get the goddamn dog. But, you know, I don't make the rules, Principal Skinner. And we're back to the tiny chair couch gag. We all cram on the tiny chair. There will be no more new couch gags for this season, if, in case you haven't guessed. Unless they bust something out for the finale, I think we've we are pretty much done with that. So the episode kicks off with Skinner getting an all-important tip-off. Superintendent Chalmers is planning a surprise inspection. But since he got the tip, he's going to try to get everybody to clean up. And Bart's got that mound of trash in his desk so big that seagulls show up to start picking at it. But So everybody, let's clean this school. Uh, By the way. Yeah. Bart Simpson, Jimbo, Kearney, Dolph, Nelson... You all can come downstairs and claim your free mountain bike. Yes, they all want mountain bikes. All of the, the troublesome students are going to be mysteriously locked up. And, of course, they fall for it. He's like, what are you... <laughs> uh, the best part is he's doing the laugh. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> Oop, I forgot to turn this off. It's just they like goes down there, and they're like, "Where's my bike? This is a chip." And then he closes and locks the door. Like, uh, Willie, do you think the world would judge me if I threw the key away? No, sir, but the PTA would tell you a new one. He's like, "All right, William." Potty talk adds nothing because yeah, he says arse. Tell you a new arse. So, in comes the superintendent. And he's like, so what's the word on the street? It's like, well, we're dropping the geography requirement because the children's weren't testing well and it's an embarrassment. It's like, oh, good. So we're going to go back to the three R's. Yeah, that'll two be two R's. R's. <laughs> <laughs> two R's come October. So they're like, ah, oh, what do you think of the banners? Nah, transparent. Oh, well, it was the children's idea. I, I-, I tried to stop them. It's always the children's fault, huh, Seymour? So the kids are just beside themselves. A whole school without bullies. That they're use- The kids are actually using their lunch money for food. 
And Nelson starts punching the way the wall. And Bart's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's a vent, and I can squeeze through it. So they help him into the vent, and they're like, remember, Bart, you're our only hope, dude. And then immediately throw a rock at him. Because that's how it works. Meanwhile, Groundskeeper Willie has got the tractor started up. Oh, yeah. It's going to love you. If it wasn't a, if it wasn't a violation of God's law, I'd make you me wife. And then this random lass just shows up, and he takes off with her and leaves the tractor running. Becky Lynch herself shows up. Basically, yeah. God, how, I don't even want to know how old she was in '93. Want to find out? I'm pretty sure she's younger than the two of us, so. Go ahead, look up her End age. Of April '93. She was six. Jeez. Jeez, I was nine. No, no I would have been eight actually. <sighs> She's only two, only two years younger than me. Okay. So of course, hey, have a Jello brick. It's got a grape in the center. You know, because that's going to, uh, well, I'm not made of stone. And he does the, um, like, that super hardcore fake laugh. He's over-exaggerating how funny the comment was. It's, he's inspecting the, the fi- oh, 50 stars. Good job, Seymour. Let's see if these kids are as smart as they look. Uh, well, pick one at random. Uh, you mean this one here? <laughs> What's it, Ralph? No, 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 not that one. But this one. Lisa Simpson. Lisa Simpson. Hey, when was the Battle of New Orleans? She immediately answers it. It's it like oh. a week after the war was over. Yep. What's a battle? Uh, yeah, I don't even. Re- I, I don't even remember something like I. I know that there was a battle, like a major battle. Yeah. <laughs> a, a week after it was over, because they didn't know it was over because it was pre-telephone stuff, you know. Right. So there was still a battle. <laughs> what's a battle? Uh, we should go. Did that boy just say what's a rattle? Or what's that battle? No, no, he said, what's that rattle? Oh, sounded like battle. Well, I've had a cold. So, you would hear ours as bees. Yes. Okay. And he's <laughs> like, well, you know what? It is kind of your your air system is a little off. Yeah. Which is, maybe that's because Bart was there at that time. Because he hasn't gotten outside yet. No, but he gets outside and immediately there's the tractor. The, de- the devil on the shoulder. You know you wanna. Come on, Bart. You gotta. Ride me. He does the chicken imitation, and then there's the chicken. That's an insult to the both of us. <laughs> Freaking Chalmers is testing the sand. Ah, good job, Skinner. Not a trace of urine. You run a tight ship. Well, you know what they say, sir. Where there's no smoke, there's no fire. Well, that's odd, but okay. Oh, look, a 50-cent piece. And as he bends over to get it, Bart comes careening up behind him and hits him in the ass with his tractor. And now Chalmers is just really mad because not only was he going to promote Skinner, but he realizes that the lunch lady is posing as the nurse because she gets two paychecks that way. He's like, you know what? I'm giving it to somebody else. Oh, but that guy's a drunk and a pill popper. Well, too bad. And he turns to Bart. There's no detention this time, Simpson. This is it. 
you're expelled. And then one of my favorite stupid jokes on this show is Bart sees the tractor outside, the little steam pipe is laughing at him, and then the thing just falls off and it just groans. Aww. Aww. <laughs> so now we're on a special Where Are They Now? expose hosted by Kent Brockman with the Wizard of Oz munchkins. And it's just a bunch of tombstones because they're all dead now. And now... You know the story about uh, that they cost a lot of pain and money? Yes. During that movie? Yes, I because do. Because they were put up at a nice hotel and they were just... Fucking all the time. They were dr- drunken debauchery, destroying the entire hotel. <laughs> it's awesome. But who's surprised? <laughs> I've actually, because um, I'm, I'm a fan of the Tucker Max series of books back when he was writing his Fratire books. And one of the things he t- talks about is how he attended a convention in... Milwaukee, it was a little person convention, and he was so excited because that's he's got like this fascination with them, and he's an immature college kid. And one of my favorite po- points is he's a he's boarding a flight. I think he was living in Florida at the time, anyway. So he's boarding this flight. This nice old couple sit next to him. And they're like, "Ah, oh, we just had a lovely vacation. We're heading home. Where are you heading?" He goes, "I'm going to a magic convention!" Like screaming in their face. There's going to be hundreds of them. And he said they just freaked them out completely. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then there's a nudist camp for animals. Hey, Zootopia. Simpsons did it. Have you seen Zootopia? Yes. Okay, so you get that reference then. The, the irony of a nudist camp for animals. And of course, well, I mean, in Zootopia, they're wearing clothes. And of course, Tommy Chong. Hey, man. Like, animals shouldn't wear clothes, man. But now we're going to look at a local holiday that's called... just It's just a horrible thing. A bunch of hillbillies decided. And that's Whacking Day. Every May 10, all the local residents gather, just like Jebediah Springfield, to drive the snakes into the center of town and then whack them to snake heaven. <laughs> One of my favorite things is uh, they show Rich, they got to get another Richard Nixon jab in here. And he just he shows up and he's supposed to hit the snake that the guy's holding and he just hits the guy in the head again. And it's like, did I do it? Is Whacking Day over? And everybody boos him. And he's just like, oh, well, thank you for coming out. I don't know why I made my Richard Nixon sound like Bobby G. Sorry. But, but yeah, of course, Nixon. Nixon's a complete failure. And Homer's just like, oh, how was school, guys? And Bart's like, I got expelled. He's like, I don't need school. I'm just going to become one of those guys who tests out dangerous foodstuffs. They're like, yeah, that's not going to happen, Simpson. And he has that he has the the flash the uh, flash forward and he's trying an energy drink. Yup. Simpson did it first. <laughs> this is like 7 years before energy drinks. <laughs> 
And yeah. probably like 13 years before they were a huge thing. <laughs> so he gets sent to a religious school and gets kicked out before Marge can even leave the parking lot. Because they're like, why don't you favor us with a psalm? He goes, okay, how about beans, beans, the musical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. And then he's, <laughs> the guy's chasing him with the paddle and everything. And they're like, so, what are we going to do about this? And Marge is like, well, how about I just teach you? It's like, oh, so we're just going to homeschool the boy. And of course, meanwhile, Homer's just like, ah, oh, the boy's time's over. Let's focus on Lisa. By the way, what's your problem? She's like, I don't want to talk about whacking day. He's like, oh, but that's the greatest day of the year. But, but matter of fact, I have my new whacking bet. <laughs> Killing snakes is evil. No, it's part of the human nature. It's like every, inside every man is a struggle that between good and evil that cannot be resolved. And then one of my favorite gags is the grave of good Homer. And Homer in a devil suit is dancing on it singing, I am evil Homer. That's one of the classics is the I am evil Ooh. Homer. <laughs> So Lisa's off to school, and Bart's just ready to just lounge on the couch, and Marge is like, Bart, get dressed. I want to see you in your seat when the bell rings. She's like, I bought a bell. And then, of course, when it goes off, it's horribly loud. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm going to unplug that. Just call me Mrs. Simpson. And then he still has to harass his teacher, right? He's still blowing raspberries. Hits her with a paper airplane. I didn't do it. And then there's a knock on the door. It's like, yep, I invited a special guest to talk to the class. And, of course, it's Grandpa telling a ridiculous World War II story about how he was left behind enemy lines, so he had to hide as a German cabaret singer. Yep. <laughs> and his cover is blown when one of his fake breasts falls out in front of Hitler. <laughs> das ist not dein Bubi. <laughs> is that story even true grandpa eh, most of it I mean in the 40s I did wear a dress <laughs> and that the garage door opens and Homer nearly mows everybody down in the classroom so now it's time for Homer's new whacking stick and Marge is so into this by the way this is, this is one of those like really awkward scenarios right whack 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 she's like ooh 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 it's like oh. yeah she's like getting hot yeah she's really into this and Lisa's just disgusted and storms out he's like going through his whacking kata <laughs> <laughs> and then she introduces Bart to Johnny Tremaine and of course he's just like pfft I'm not going to read a book. She's like, well, you might like this. This boy goes to war. His hand gets deformed in an accident. And she's just he's just like, why didn't you tell me that? And the book is so good for Bart that he sits through an itchy and scratchy episode and doesn't even pay attention to it. We don't get a title. We just know that the guest director is Oliver Stone. And all it <laughs> is is a parody of Lee Harvey Oswald being killed by, what's his name, Jack Kirby? With uh, no, Jack Kirby was the comic book 
artist that worked with Stanley in the early days. That's awesome. Um, so who? Uh, uh, um, I know Jack it. Ruby. Jack, Jack Ruby. Ruby. Yeah. Ruby. Okay. I, I was close. know it, but I was close. Damn it. <laughs> you know, Jack Kirby in between doing crazy drawings for Doctor Strange went and killed Lee Harvey Oswald at the airport. You know what? With how much Loki messed up the the timeline, that probably happened. <laughs> I'll accept that as headcanon. So, yeah. Yeah, so Bart reads the whole book and does a book report, and he's just fascinated by this. And Marge is like, hey... Why don't we go on a field trip to the Springfield Historic Society, the old, little old Springfield town? And right then, Homer comes barreling into the garage again in one of my favorite joke callbacks ever. Because <laughs> it's a shot-for-shot remake of the first time you almost ran them over. That's like the perfect comedy throwback, too, right? Is you just throw the gag back really quickly, and then that's it. You're, you're done with it, so the audience... Because if they had done it a third time, it probably wouldn't have been as funny. And then we get the... There's also a reversal of what happens in the opening credits. Yes. It is a complete reversal. Because he parks in the driveway, and as he's getting out of the car, Marge and Maggie come back from shopping. And he freaks out and runs through the garage. (laughs) Yep. So, of course... Homer's got this ninja set up in the backyard, all these mechanical snakes, and he's practicing his moves, which is actually pretty good. He's going through his kata, yeah. And then he almost hits Lisa, and she's like, Dad, please, like, please don't do this. He's like, just... (laughs) Yeah, she just, everybody likes it, but I hate it. Is there something wrong with me? He goes, well, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, here's what you have to do. You just squeeze all of your rage into a little ball, and you release it at an appropriate time. Like, remember that time I hit the referee with the whiskey bottle? <laughs> remember when Daddy hit the referee? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, at Old Springfield Town, we get the guy getting rejected. Because, what was he, panicky idiot number two in Poseidon Adventure? They're like, yeah, no, we want more of a duh idiot. And Barney's playing the governor, although Marge thinks he's the town drunk because he is. He's actually probably playing an accurate governor. And then one of my favorite things where they're doing the uh, the old-timey town. They're just like, the enemy surrounded the fort. And they said if the captain was sent out, they would spare the rest. It's like, so what'd they do? Well, they sent him out. Did they kill him? Oh, yes, they did. That's why this is called Fort Sensible. Hey, give us your captain. We'll spare the rest of you. Well, guess what's probably happening to that captain? Indeed. And then... But also... Jebediah Springfield was also doing... Oh, yeah, he was in the Battle of Ticonderoga. And in 1776... 17- That's the same day. He couldn't have been in two places. At yeah, once. the same day. Very first whacking day. It's like, all right, they're on to us. Get them out of here. And Bart and Marge are kicked out with, with of course, the, the, the typical gift shop spiel. And, of course, Apu's got the uh, the whacking day headquarters at the store. I've hidden a snake in the store. Whoever whacks it 
you get a free squishy and everybody just tears up the destroys store. Destroys the store. He's like, I think I miscalculated. <laughs> the cops are setting up. They've got targets shaped like snakes. Aim for the body. Right, Chief? And he shoots the light out. And then Lovejoy uses the Bible to try to convince Lisa that whacking day is good. Can I see where that says that? No. Mm, no. And when Quimby shows up, he's got the he has the pre does and pre wax snakes. Yeah. Homer's got uh. Homer's got the uh, the ten dollar parking, but it's per axle. And when the foreign guy shows up with like his twenty car tire, or his twenty tire car, so excited. They even have a choir of children singing a song for Whacking Day. Ah, they really take this one seriously. Barney's even got a got a got the practice going in, right? He's hitting all those snakes that he sees. Ah, oh, Barney, you practicing for Whacking Day? What's Whacking Day? <laughs> and Marge, or Homer asks Marge. How should I do my whacking? Fast or slow? And Marge is like, start slow, then get faster. And as they're you giggling like over facts. it. Yeah. Dad, don't be part of the mob. But Lisa, maybe if I'm in the mob, I can point it in the right direction. Now go get me my giant foam cowboy hat and my air horn. And then the Grand Marshal for Whacking Day is Barry White. Or, it's Larry White. My name's Barry. I know my own name. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's an honor to be here. Uh, what is this again? Whispers in his ear. Oh, dear Lord. You people make me sick. And they all cheer. Were they listening to me? Uh, I don't think so there. And then, of course, gentlemen, start your whacking. It's time to go. You see, like, snakes in the foreground? Yeah. And they're like, what's going on? Also, I like the legitimate business owners club, and the guy uh, shoots yeah. the snake with a semi-automatic weapon. We know, but the best part is, as it's starting, the um, band teacher from the school. And he's just sitting there. Sitting on a, sitting on a park bench. Ew, a bug. And then then a thousand snakes go over him. (laughs) Take over him, yeah. And, of course, Bart is still reading, because he's educated now, because Marge is probably a really good teacher. Clearly better than Krabappel. And he's just like, Lisa's like, we gotta help the snakes. He's like, oh, well, what if we do this? They they like to uh, sense vibrations in the ground, so... Put the uh, put the stereo speakers on with something with a some heavy bass, and those snakes will be in here like Oprah on a baked ham. <laughs> so she goes to the records, and they find out it's freaking Homer that buys the records. So they're all, yeah, the chipmunks. Yeah, so yeah, so they're all like you know, specialty. tiny Tim. Yeah. yeah, they don't have anything with bass, but fortunately, but conveniently, Barry... Barry White's walking by the house. <laughs> Barry White, will you give us a hand? Anything for lady. So, of course, he starts singing his classic song, Can't get enough of your love, baby. (laughs) Leave the snakes alone. And all of the snakes end up in the house. One of them hisses at Maggie, but she just 
jams a pacifier in his mouth. That's her go-to. And while everybody's freaking out outside, Bart's like, fellow citizens, listen up. Whacking Day is a sham. It was actually started in 1924 as an excuse to beat up the Irish. Isn't and then the leprechaun guy shows up. <laughs> <laughs> we took many a lump back in the day. It was all in good fun. He's just like, how can you people turn on snakes? They've all done everything for you. And Grandpa's like, I'm an old man. I hate everything but Matlock. Who killed all the rats in your basement? A snake? Barry White, don't you like snakes? Ah, the slith sexy slither of a lady snake. <laughs> and then it's all about, hooray for snakes. And then Quimby shows up, check it out, dead snakes. And they all boo him. You people stink. You're right, Quimby. Give us hell. And they all cheer. And Skinner is so impressed by all of Bart's independent learning that he agrees to let him back into school. He's like, you'll be reunited with all your friends, Nelson and Jimbo and... Oh, God. <laughs> he realizes the kids are still locked in the basement. So Willie is driving the tractor with crates full of mountain bikes. He goes, here's the deal, Willie. We're just going to give him the mountain bikes, and then nobody sues. <laughs> what if they're dead, sir? Then we ride these mountain bikes to Mexico and freedom, Willie. And Willie's like, yes, <laughs> and I'll turn you in at the first toll booth. <laughs> and that's how we end the episode. The snakes disappear into the sunset, and the kids got their mountain bikes. Yeah, the snakes disappear into the sunset in a very... Uh, sperm heading to the egg way. Very sperm heading to the egg way. Uh, no subtlety in that whatsoever, yes. <laughs> but hey, Barry White as himself. Uh, one of one of my favorite guest appearances, actually, is that they brought in Barry White in a ridiculous role. But it made sense, because he acted like he probably would have acted. Exactly. He would have been like, wait, what am I here for? Damn, you guys fucked up. You guys suck. And then a random kid asks for help, and it's going to fix the problem that would happen that was earlier. And he'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Character debut: Gary Chalmers, the superintendent yeah. of the Springfield school system, makes his debut in this episode. And we haven't really established his relationship with Skinner yet, but we will. And guess what? It's pretty much just like this, including some things that are directly related, like the smoke. Yes, that's, yes. <laughs> uh, that will, when we get to that 22 short films about Springfield. Speaking of memes, yeah. According to Matt Groening, he considers the I Am Evil Homer fantasy to be one of the greatest moments in the show's history. I agree with that, because everybody remembers that. In North Queensland, Australia, since 2009, citizens have held an annual Toad Day Out where thousands of cane toads, which, unlike rattlesnakes, are an invasive and highly destructive species not native to Australia, are collected up and humanely destroyed. And the event was inspired by this episode. Yeah, yes, Australia is full, full of times where an, uh, an invasive species showed up. And it even gets uh, sent up by... In The Simpsons. <laughs> There's a direct reference to this, actually. 
I'd have called them Chazwallas, I would have. Barry White opens his comments with, My unlimited love to y'all. And in 1973, he formed the Love Unlimited Orchestra to back his vocals. Uh, Gary White wanted a guest star on the show, so he was specifically written into the plot. And he sang Can't Get Enough of Your Love specifically for the episode instead of using a recorded version. I think I could kind of tell that, too. Did you catch that when you were listening to it? Like... That didn't sound like they just cut to a record, right? I guess. Of course, Richard Nixon is whacking a man named Hiss. That's a reference to Alger Hiss, the American government official, charged with being a Soviet spy in the late 1940s. That flashback sequence we get? Conan O'Brien came up with that one. And then uh, Matt Groening also once said that the scene where Reverend Lovejoy made up a Bible verse to convince Lisa that Whacking Day is accepted by God was the point where he felt the series was going too far and being outrageous. So that's where Matt Groening found the line. Meanwhile, on South Park... (laughs) You know, I mean, I guess if that's where your line is, because we all know that Family Guy... Certainly doesn't have any lines anymore. Sometimes Family Guy's grosser than South Park. But no, that was a line on The Simpsons. And this is actually really interesting. Uh, Harry Shearer and Hank Azaria, of course, the voices of Skinner and Chalmers, actually did a lot of ad-libbing with their interactions. And maybe that's why the, the chemistry between those characters is so natural. Because the actors just are able to improv off of one another. That would be great if they if if that two R's come October line was just ad-libbed. Because that's hysterical. And of course, people were worried about the subject matter, right? Because the episode's message is about killing snakes. But they're like, no, the episode is about mistreatment of snakes. That was the point. That's like when um, I heard that there were schools banning, like, uh, to come a mockingbird, and it was like the, the you're, you're doing it because of racism when it's that's what it's about. Yeah, it makes the <laughs> it makes people uncomfortable. That's the point. <laughs> it's about fighting racism. The guy is made. The guy did not commit a crime, and he is given the highest sentence possible for the crime. Yeah, that's the that's literally the point of the book. And, of course, Whacking Day was inspired by something that writer George Meyer was aware of. He's very animal conscious, and he wanted to do an episode <clears throat> related to an annual ritual held in a Texas town where the townspeople would beat rattlesnakes with, with sticks. But because he didn't have time to pen the episode himself, he just gave his idea to John Schwartzwelder and he took care of it. Alrighty. There you have it. The Whacking Day episode of The Simpsons. What are your overall thoughts, Dan? It's a good one. It's a classic. I think everybody remembers it. It's not Mr. Plow classic, but if you hear Whacking Day, you're going to think of The Simpsons. 
But it's also, yeah, it's just, man. It has some really good classic moments in it, too. Like, and it's one of those ones where you forget that the A and B go together on this one episode. Yes, right. because... No, there's the one where Superintendent Chalmers shows up and he puts the kids in the room and then all this stuff happens. And then there's also the episode where it's Whacking Day. You're like, that's the same episode. Yeah, right? <laughs> right, because it's Bart's education that he got from his homeschooling that helps steer Whacking Day into no longer being a thing in Springfield. Also shows that sometimes... You just gotta find a way to light the spark. And then make a kid wanna learn. Exactly. And the thing is, regular government school is not that kind of place. Nope. It's not what it is. They've got 30 kids in a room. I mean, in this show, they only have like 15 or so. Um, but. Where I was, it was close to 30. <laughs> Every classroom I was ever in. The smaller the class, and the better the kids do. It's because they get to have a personal connection. And the teacher can modify things. Give a different bend to a kid so they can get to it. Whether or not... I mean, my issue was my issue was motivation. I was just a freaking little shit. I was just like, this is dumb. I already know everything. Why do I have to prove it to you? Yeah. In these dumb ways. In these dumb ways, you know. Some of my favorite classes were actually my summer courses in college because there was nobody there. Because you would only have maybe 10 kids in the classroom. And it was like the only class you were taking, too. So not only were you focused on just that one class, but the teacher was focused on just that small group of kids. That's actually how I – because I went – I took a Spanish 2 course over the summer – and I hadn't taken a Spanish course since like my sophomore year of high school, and I was super rusty. But the uh, the the professor worked with us, and I I did really well in a class where I felt like I was basically winging it. But so there you have it. All right, next time we come to you guys on this show, we're going to review Marge in Chains, the penultimate episode of the fourth season. Marge goes to jail. Which is an all-timer as well. I'm sure at this point I've probably put 15 episodes in my top 10. <laughs> so I also, I gave this feedback before to some of the patrons of Club Kayfabe. Uh, Patreon.com slash Club Kayfabe. And I had said if you guys ever had any ideas for... Uh, a Chris Ranks the Universe where instead of just doing like a a show by season, if I do an actual list of my own personal preferences on things. And one of the suggestions that I had gotten a while back was to do top episodes of The Simpsons. So maybe what we can do is the two of us can put together a top list of our favorite Simpsons episodes. But what I want to do is I want to kind of get a little deeper into the show before we do something like that. So we've kind of covered stuff. So we can make references to things. Um, and I definitely want to do it after we've covered our all-time favorite episodes, which for me, we've already done that. For you, we're almost there. So we'd have some good material to talk about. But if there's something you guys would be interested in, let me know. 
And, uh, I mean, the patrons generally control the content there. But... The Chris Ranks Universe is still a free show for everybody, so... You all get to hear it. And the patrons have also wanted me to start tackling a little Futurama for a Chris Ranks the Universe. And I will be making that something that will happen sooner rather than later. Till that time, go to ckccradio.com, check out all the great shows, and support us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ckccconline. Perhaps I'll start playing some Simpsons games. Yeah, we could do. A, I could do a whole stream on Simpsons games on my Video Melee Gaming Emporium page. Because most Simpsons games are awful. There's like five good ones, and then the rest are terrible. So which ones should I play first, Dan? The bad ones? Yeah, the bad ones. You should just go in order of release. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Find me a master list of all Simpsons games, and whatever I have access to, I will tackle them. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode. Join us next time for Margin Chains on another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs>